Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red Tell Me More button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited about today's show as every one of our guests from this week has provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and, and, and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I've found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition or what I call our yes, that gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick. We tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good. And we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next, and instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm going to keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's going to help you understand the power of following your yes. Now, here we go. Tantra Keeler Davy Ward joined us and shared a great story of how following her yes led to the man of her dreams. So, Davey, I'd love it if you would do us a huge favor. And, and what I'd like you to do, if you would, is, is help us illustrate the importance of following our internal guidance, what I call our yes. And where I'm going to ask you to start is actually on the other end of the spectrum. So I'd love for you to share with us a story of a time when you did not follow that guidance. You didn't follow your yes. Maybe at the time you didn't really realize you had one. But when you look back, you're like, geez, that was so clear. Your gut was telling you exactly what to do, and you still didn't do it. Tell us about that time. Okay, so so this is what this is what comes to mind. So it was more of a, a not honoring a no and, and I guess saying a yes to walking away. So um I, again this is this is gonna refer back to um to this it was something that I mentioned earlier about the my experience with my um my business partner and, and racism in this particular student we had. 
Um, there came a time in our working relationship with this particular student. We train people to be certified authentic tantra practitioners, and and it's not it's not a good fit for for everybody. And so we we do our best to really go through a rigorous interview process and training process. And there are in some cases where you know the grow again. There's a lot of growth that occurs, and so we want to make sure that. Um, that the person is going to be able to handle that, you know, mentally, emotionally, and physically, and also that we also allow for that that space. It's like we don't expect you to show up perfect because this is a growing process. Well, this one particular uh, person that we were working with, um, there was a there was just a lot of there was a lot of no's. There was a lot of the 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 person was not actually um, receiving understanding the teachings. There was a lot of we t- we teach on Skype, so there was a lot of interference. There were just a lot of obstacles that, looking back in retrospect, were really it seemed like my higher self telling me, you know, just maybe let this one go. <laughs> you know, like you don't have to save everybody, Davy. It was really hard, and it was hard to the point where you know. And Mark, my my business partner, and I would would teach this person together just to be able to make sure that we were giving ourselves and the student the support that they needed. And there were times when you know a couple sessions when we ended the session, and I was literally in tears. And I I I, I was I think I was attached. I was really attached to her getting it. I was really attached to her getting the results that I had hoped for her. Um, but everything in my, you know, everything in my universe was saying no. <laughs> and in fact, you know, it, later on when we ended up speaking with our llama, our teacher about it, he said, oh, no, <laughs> you know, if that kind of stuff ever happens. That's that's your protectors telling you <laughs> to, mm. to stop, to don't go there. So. Um, so I'd have to say that's the thing that actually really stands out that that it was it was such an obvious no. And I was so attached to to I was so committed uh, and attached to to seeing it through that I really made it a lot more difficult for myself than I needed to. And then in the end, it ended up, you know, being a painful situation. So so that was that. Yeah. And you know what I, I love about that story, Davey, is your comment about how attached you were to helping this person, yeah. right? Yeah, to the and outcome. We have these these things, because one of the things about our guidance and our yes is it's very much in present time. Yes. So our yes, or in your case, the no, which was your guidance, is it's saying, no, not now. It doesn't serve you right now. Yes. It doesn't mean that that person might cycle around and their life evolves and whatever happens and you line up sometime later. But we get attached to, oh, we could really help this person, or I could really do something, or I really think this would be my perfect partner, or whatever it is. And we try and turn no's into yeses. Yes, exactly. Which is what I consider to be, that's what maybes are. Yeah. Because a yes is clear. Yeah. Yes is like, got it, this is the thing I need to do. Need to turn left, need to order this for dinner, whatever it happens to be. They're very, very clear things. You, you Yeses are not like something you go, oh, I don't know. They're right there. They're banging you in the head. <laughs> now, we can deny them, but if they're kind of an in-between, that's just you trying to turn a no into a yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Thank you for that. Very clear. Yes. Yeah. You just, it was such a great example. You were trying to make it work. <laughs> Even changing how you taught and bringing somebody else in. And it's like, wait a minute. If this aligns, we don't need to change how we work. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's a red flag right there, a signpost when you're like, okay, we need to go in together. <laughs> Isn't that funny? But it is. It's amazing how much we'll do when we're attached like that. 
Great, yes. great share. Thank you. Yeah. So now I'm going to ask you to flip this around. I want you to share with us a moment when you had a clear yes, and not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. Tell us that story. Yeah. Okay. So there's a couple that come to mind, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell you my, I'm going to do romance. So, um, so, uh, let's see. Uh, I was living in Bellingham, Washington a couple years ago and, um, I was, uh, in be I had been dating somebody and it, you know, it, he was really clear. He was like, yeah, you're really great, but it, this isn't going anywhere. And I, I really wanted to, to call in my, my soulmate, my life partner. And so I, Bellingham, Washington is a very podunk town. It's lovely, but it's, <laughs> very very small and so um my needs for you know social interaction i just didn't think i was gonna you know meet my soulmate in bellingham washington so i was considering moving to seattle i was really wanting to expose myself to you know to some culture and to to more people right more possibilities and so I was sitting with that for a while. And I was actually, I was really looking into apartments. And I was, I was gearing up and getting ready to go and telling all my friends. And I was, you know, planning on whatever, you know, turning my notice in my apartment and all that. And I got a message again. I can't, it's not real clear, like, how it came through, if it was over a series of days or whether it was, you know, sh just a one-shot aha moment, epiphany. But I got the very clear message to stay put. It was just very, oh, I actually think it was when it was in the summertime and I was walking by the beautiful Bellingham Bay. It was just beautiful. The sun was shining and it was just this really, it was like this comforting message of stay here. We're not done with you yet or you're not <laughs> done yet, right? And you need some more time. And so I made the choice to stay and um, went, went out to, uh, shortly after that, I went out to Michigan to spend some time with my mom. And then I came back, and within a couple weeks of coming back, I met my now husband, mm. and um, who we had known each other for a while. He's from Vancouver, BC, and we had actually been friends for a while. But he was in a, another relationship, and so I just, you know, I didn't ever think that there was a possibility there because they were they were together. But it turned out that sometime during the summer, while I was walking around <laughs> Bellingham yearning for or getting the message to stay and also at my mom's that he and his partner had decided to dissolve their relationship and move on and so when I got back uh we he called me up and asked if I wanted to get together and we did and we've been together ever since and then we just got married in November wow well congratulations yeah thank you yeah that's that's fantastic and what what came to mind for me as you were telling that story is that very literally, you were considering moving to Seattle, right? So you mm -hmm. were literally trying, you were trying to move further away from your ideal guy. Yeah, I know. So I'm just so that's, I'm so grateful <laughs> that I honored that intuition, right? Because I could have fought that one, but I'm just, I'm so grateful because yeah. it was like, I didn't know what I was staying for. It was really like faith, right? It was really mm -hmm. just honoring that, you know what? You're not done here yet. Just, just stay put. Yep. It was very, very clear to just stay put. And so I did. And I did, I had no idea. Like, I had no prospects on the horizon. <laughs> there wasn't, mm -hmm. there was nothing, you know, physically manifesting for me to, in front of me to say, yes, you should stay. So I just trusted that. And then, you know, in, in hindsight, yeah, I was like, good God, I'm glad I didn't move to Seattle. Because for, for the first, you know, we just got married recently, but we just, we dated, right, for the first, you know, eight months to, to almost a year. And yeah, that would have been a heck of a drive. Yeah. Or you may have just like dismissed it when he contacted you and be like, well, now it's so far away. It doesn't even make yes. sense pursuing this. 
Exactly. And he truly is like, we are truly soulmates. So. Wow. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you for sharing that story, David. Yeah, you're welcome. Business and marketing coach Jim Palmer brings us tremendous stories from both his personal and professional life of the power of following your yes. Jim, I would love it if you would do us a huge favor and help us illustrate how the value of, of following your yes in all of your partnerships. It doesn't matter if it's you know professional, personal, romantic, you name it. And what I'm going to ask you to do is share a quick story with us of a time in your life when you did not follow your yes. Maybe at the time you didn't even realize you had a yes, but you look back and you're like, geez, it was so clear. My gut was telling me exactly what to do and I didn't pay any attention. Tell us about that time. Well, uh, believe it or not, uh, I I was a what you would call a sun worshiper, and I love that healthy glow. I always wanted to be tanned. I mean, I grew up on Cape Cod, and and even later in life, I can remember being married and cutting the grass of our home and and having no shirt on and just always being tan. And I remember my wife saying, you ought to put some lotion on. I said, nah. And, and even though it may be just because she said it or whatever, I'm like, <laughs> probably a good, not a bad idea, but you know, doggone, I want to look good, right? And uh, you know, the cancer I had uh, was melanoma. And mm. so who knows when, you, you don't know exactly when you get it, but when I had that much exposure to sun for that for 40 years, um, you know, my gut at later in life, my gut was probably telling me I should I should knock it off because at that point you're starting to hear about skin cancer and stuff. But um, you know, actually, what happened, uh, it, it, how it was diagnosed, was I ended up hurting myself because I was building a fort for my kids, and I I did something and I I basically got this wound on my leg. And when I went to the doctor, he said, "Well, I'll be able to fix that, but what's that thing on your back, right?" And that's how it was discovered. And thank mm. God it was because, you know, I, I'm alive today because of early detection. So my gut was telling me it was probably as my expression is, Ken, my gut was buzzing like a beehive to start taking better care of myself. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I did not pay attention. And that was the result. Yeah, well, I'm, I know there's, you're not alone in that story. There's lots of us for that, especially around our health, right? Maybe it's your diet or your exercise or putting on sunscreen. Ah, that doesn't apply to me. And then a few years later, we're going. That ah. happens to somebody else, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, let's flip this around and, and do me a favor. Take us to a moment in time when you had a clear yes. And not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. Tell us that story. You know, it's interesting. Um, you call it your yes. I, I you know, I, I call it spirit, or some people call it intuition. Yep. Um, whatever you call it, when it, my my latest book was called Decide, and basically um, that came about because uh, on one of the many interviews I do, the gentleman asked uh, one of those one questions like what's the one thing you would do or something like that mm -hmm. and he said what's the one word that most um, signifies the difference between your ordinary entrepreneurs and your highly successful entrepreneurs in my head I'm going finally a new question right and, and he goes I said decide and he goes what do you mean I said highly successful people uh, highly high performers business owners whatever they have an opportunity when they see an opportunity or a challenge or a question they quickly make a decision and the reason they can make a good decision yes or no but not maybe because maybe is an indecision yes or no because they trust their gut their instinct okay and whether it's spirit or whether it's your mind 
um, just feeding back all the stuff that it knows from everything you've learned, read, heard, observed, watched, whatever. That's all stored in your brain. Initially, that first that first decision that you think you should make, that's almost always the right one because we make decisions too often based on emotion and not reason. And when you make decisions based on emotion, uh, that usually comes back to bite you. So um, actually one of the things that um, I felt very, very good about was when I started my own live events. Now, I felt in my gut it was the right thing to do. I'm not going to lie. It was still scary. You have to put rent a room and market and put people out there. And what if I suck when I get all the people in the room? There's a lot of head trash. But I knew in my gut this was the right thing to do, and I followed it because uh, – that's what that's what my intuition or that was my yes. My yes said just do this. Nice. Yeah, and you know that's that's the thing. You you gave a great example, right? You didn't have all the pieces yet, but you knew the first step, which was deciding I'm doing this. I'm gonna do this event. Yes, there's some parts I don't know about yet, but that's okay. We're gonna work it out, and I'm doing this because that's the internal guidance I'm having. And as you put the pieces together, one one yes led to the next one, and it just kept revealing the parts so that you could have that event that you had. And you know why most people don't say yes, Tom? Uh, so I keep calling you Tom. Sorry, Ken. <laughs> you know why most people don't say yes more often because they don't have all the steps figured out. Yes. And there's an expression I didn't create it, but I'm really resonating with it. It's jump and spread your wings on the way down. Mm. That's what real successful people do they're not afraid to say yes and get in action even if they don't know like what's up ahead what's around the next corner exactly exactly well thank you so much jim those are great stories oh my pleasure thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes and for you listening i invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show Chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week. What I invite you to do is to implement it. It doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from. Maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended. Whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week, take it and act on it. And if you missed any of the interviews this week, simply go to speakingofpartnership.com and enter the guest's name in the search bar. It'll take you directly to the recording of their interview. You can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned. Follow Your Yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week. Follow up on something that caught your attention, where you thought, man, this is good. This, this could really make a difference in my life. Whatever that yes was, this is your compass telling you this is your best path. So follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, 
even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.